This week, my guest is Tim Suggs and Rachel Gruel of Turbo Tim's Anything Automotive. Sit tight, because you don't want to miss it. Welcome back to Ratchet & Wrench Radio, strategies and inspiration for auto care success. I'm your host, Chris Jones, where today I'm joined by Tim Suggs and Rachel Gruel of Turbo Tim's Anything Auto in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Today we're going to talk about how Tim created Turbo Tim's Anything Automotive. Uh, we're going to look back over his career as a technician. We're going to talk about how he developed his shop, his eclectic personality, which I think you're going to love his affinity for cats. Uh, he's got 10 shop cats amongst his two shops. Um, we're going to talk about his training, how he trains his technicians, how he trains his service riders. We're going to talk about the decor, you know, how, how Rachel has set up the shop to be just fun, creative, and homely. And then we'll take a look at the back of the shop, you know, how Tim's got things set up in the back. Then we'll go over just what culture is in the eyes of Turbo Tim. Here you go. Well, hey, Tim and Rachel, welcome to Ratchet and Wrench Radio. Hey. Hey, hey thanks for having us. Yeah, good to yeah. have you guys. So Turbo Tim's Anything Auto. Tim, tell us how you got started in the automotive industry. Yeah, so I worked uh, I worked at a Lexus dealership for a little bit, you know, and that was pretty fun. Then I worked for a Pet Boys, and really, it's when I worked for a Pet Boys, I was like, man, it's so easy. Like, how look at how badly they do this. It's just like... <laughs> so easy to do it better and so I was at a point in my life where I just uh, I was actually selling real estate at the time and I just closed on a property and so I had enough money for one month rent at a space and you know I got that space it was initially with the intention of like you know me and some guys hanging out working on cars and you know fixing cars to pay for the space and and we did that for a while and and it's it's way more complicated than that i thought it was just like uh fix cars collect money and pay rent and that's it and but yeah uh throughout the years learned that that is not what it is all about and it's way more complicated than that and that's i think that's why a lot of people you know they go into this field and try to start a shop and it's it's hard i've had a couple friends start shops and you know wished them the best of luck and thought thought they would could probably do it and but yeah it's really there's a there's a whole bunch of pieces you got to have in order and to really do well yeah so you know you talked about just the idea of just kind of the hobbyist you know being the hobbyist having the shop fixing the cars when did you realize it was a business like okay this is more than just a hobby uh you know i probably got to build a business model around this and pay some taxes <laughs> yeah, when I when I figured out how hard everything was and that it was hard and maybe <laughs> I got a and I it took me a while to find a good accountant and I found a good accountant. She was really the she was like a huge part of our of me and getting where I am because she was just I knew nothing at all like and she she had done it and she knew what to do and so how, yeah, so how important is that like for a shop owner who's starting off? How important is the financial education part? you know, and learning like your numbers and what you're going to need to get started. Like what goes into well, that? At that point, it was still just, you know, collect money and pay bills. I wasn't, <laughs> I wasn't nowhere. It's, you know, I've been in this business 16 years and mm -hmm. I think probably the first 10 years was just 
you know, collecting money and paying bills. There wasn't any analyzing. There wasn't, you know, figuring out how much things cost and how much I need to make. And yeah, you know, early on, it was just like, if I didn't have money to pay bills, the answer was fix more cars. And so, you know, the ways I could do that was put in another hoist here, put in another hoist there. And so like, uh, my second shop, it ended up having, I think, nine hoists in it. Mm-hmm. And I mean, they were packed in there at every angle possible. And we made it work and it worked great. But I think, I think a lot of, I don't, you know, looking back, I feel like a lot of our success was just because we were working on so many cars. And it just, I mean, that is kind of advertising in itself I know a lot of people tell you don't do it that way and I it was it was a lot of spinning wheels and doing a lot for a a little I'm sure our GP was probably at 30 to 40 percent something like that maybe yeah Yeah. maybe yeah and we're (laughs) we're paying the technicians 40 percent of that and so they were making a lot for doing not a lot and yeah when I met Tim Mm -hmm. so I was in grad school at the time and I met him and we started dating and he had this cool thing going but you could tell it was just barely keeping afloat you know and he was working I mean you were working seven days a week you were taking phone calls from customers on the weekend late at night you were constantly working and um yeah, I remember the point at which I said to you, like, you can pay yourself something. And you were kind of like, oh, (laughs) (laughs) oh, like, uh, this is a real thing. Like I would pay myself a wage, you know, it was just like, it, it grew and we kind of caught up with it and slowly we figured out better ways to make it work. So it wasn't all Tim all the time. And we became a lot more efficient when you say, Tim, like a lot more efficient at what we were doing. We got a coach, I think probably 10, probably a little after 10 years in. Yeah. We've, what do you think? We've had a coach the last four years. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. We've had Elite like four years ago. And I say this all the time. Elite was so great for getting our numbers in order. Mm-hmm. Like figuring out, you know, what stuff should cost and why it should cost that and where the money goes. And, and yeah, so they were, they were great for getting us like, I mean, they, they made everything just so much easier. And then we worked with Ron for two years and still keep in touch with Ron. He, he had a shop in Iowa and did well and moved to Mexico with his, after he retired. and. Yeah, and then we went on to Transformers, and Transformers is kind of more hands-off, but it's for, you know, people who, they've got the basics figured out, and they're trying to do, like, the more advanced shit. Yeah, so we, we worked with uh, Transformers, and they, they've been great to us, and we're still with them. And yeah, We'll talk about that a little bit. Um, you know, something we have been working on is some pieces really about coaching, and how different coaches bring you to different levels of business. So you started off with elite and they got you, you got your numbers straight. And now transformers is kind of helping you with other aspects of your business. Like as a business owner, like when you're starting off, what should you look for in a coach? And then, you know, once you've gotten to that level yeah, and you want to, and you want to level up, do you, should you start to look for coaches who can take you to the next level? 
Is that kind of how you did it? I'll just say when we started out, you know, our coach was meeting. I feel like, was it once a month or twice a month? I think it was weekly, wasn't it? Weekly even. We were at the point early on where we just kind of needed that handholding and we needed Mm -hmm. someone to like, here's the spreadsheet. Here's your numbers. We're putting them in. Look at the trends. This is what it means. This is where you might be missing a piece here or there. Um, And then, yeah, as, as we got that figured out, um, Transformers offers like a multi-shop owners group. And, you know, Tim always wanted to have more than one shop. And so we knew that we would just be with other shop owners that were juggling more than one shop. And that's just so important to be around other people who've had the same experiences that you've been through and like, just can share their wisdom on how they handled it and what you're not going to expect and um, what you should expect and how to, how to best set yourself up for that big leap from one to two shops. Okay. Yeah. And Rachel, like, so you kind of a unicorn in the industry, like you have a PhD, right? <laughs> yeah, like yeah. Like yeah i'm a unicorn you are you're yeah. kind of a unicorn, oh, yeah. a unicorn. unique He's yeah. a unicorn. so what's your, what's, what's your involvement like in in the shop yeah so well when i met tim i was getting my phd and uh i was working for some nonprofits. so they were ha- i was i was kind of deep in like helping nonprofits do social media stuff. And that was when I met Tim and I said, you know, this is something I can help you do. Let's kind of get this side of things moving more of the marketing, advertising, social media stuff. And he was like, sure, do whatever you want, make it funny, have fun. And I was like, cool, let's do this. Um, And then uh, as the shop grew, it became like, okay, someone needs to do payroll. Someone needs to do taxes. Someone needs to take care of unemployment insurance. Someone needs to, you know, help figure out processes and procedures and things like that. And um, I have a little bit more of that analytical organizational mind that was helpful in like getting those things hammered out. Um, So I just kind of jumped in with Tim and did whatever needed to be done. I did service writing for a while. I still do here and there when we need to and um, management of employees and things like that. So, but yeah, my PhD is in community engagement and that's been a huge part of our shop culture and values is that a lot, we do a lot of work that's embedded within the communities that our shops are placed in. Um, so we have a lot of resources and we want to make sure that we offer those resources to community members in whatever way we can. So we have community groups that are meeting in our shop spaces for little to no rent. Um, we host events. Um, we have, um, we donate to a number of different organizations and we do that based on, you know, what our values are. So we're a values-based business and I come at it from not an automotive approach, definitely. And um, I'm sure it has the benefits and drawbacks to that. <laughs> yeah, but, but, um, but it adds value to the business. Like how does that community mm-hmm. first or that community focus add value to Turbo Tim's as a business, as a shop? I think it's huge. I mean, I think that our customers know that's the type of work that we do in addition to fixing their cars. And they, a lot of folks want to support that. They want to be involved in some way. They want to feel like they belong to it in some way. They want to participate in it. They want to come to our events. They want to 
um, donate their time. You know, we've had customers come out and help us clean our adopted highway just for fun. You know, um, folks want to be involved in, I mean, everyone's got to get their car fixed somewhere. And if the place you're getting your car fixed is doing a lot of really good work in addition to fixing your car, it's like, well, why not there? You know, why not support that? Yeah. Well, Tim, let's, let's take a walk through the shop. You know, you guys have a very unique shop, <laughs> probably one of the most unique that I've come across. It's very fun, you know, very personality driven. So give us a walk through the shop, kind of walk us through the front door and you know, start with the waiting room. I love that Super Friends mural. That's probably one of my favorite things I've ever seen. Yeah. So we got two <laughs> shops. I'll, I'll kind of talk about our uh, St. Paul shop more right now. So yeah, we've had this thing where, you know, I, I only know big shops and so like, uh, you know, our Northeast shop, that shop is 16,000 square feet. It's got 19 hoists in it. It's kind of, it was an old furniture factory. And so it's a, it's a good big space. And uh, the shop we got in St. Paul now is, uh, it was an old Goodyear. And so it, it's like in shaped in an L, kind of got 11 or 12 bays. And then we ended up buying the next, building next to it they're kind of connected in the middle and so and we felt like with this new space we'd have a lot more we actually believe it or not we filled up our northeast shop I I, you know when we first moved in there I never thought we would fill it up and <laughs> now I've just learned that you you fill it up and so this new shop it's 30,000 square feet it's got two floors and so you know, with the upstairs, it kind of leaves us a lot of space to do these community events. And so that's, that's pretty exciting. But uh, if you looked at the shop outside, it is, we have just some crazy blue and pink colors. And we painted every garage door kind of like a different color. And it, it looks really neat. Like it really, and, and St. Paul over here got hit during the riots pretty good. And, you know, this place had been ran, ran down for just so long, like six years. And so I think it's it, it's been really good for the neighborhood to see such vibrant colors and just see someone putting a lot of cool, unique art and stuff into this. And yeah, we our floors are super unique. We epoxied them with just some crazy colors. And <laughs> yeah, and obviously there's a cat in every corner. So <laughs> yeah, we got... 10 cats total, six at this location in St. Paul and four in the store in Northeast Minneapolis. So talk about the cats a little bit. I mean, it's part of the branding. It's very kind of a core part of the branding. branding yeah. But uh, how, how do we get to become like the wildcat guy, the guy who just loves the females? <laughs> I mean, they're so great. <laughs> they're just so great. And, you know, I've learned that when you got cats in your business, the cats they're really cool they're just like they love people like a lot of people have cats and you know they they sit at home for 10 hours a day and no one's there and then their owners maybe come home and they're exhausted from work but you know these cats they get to be with people who are just they're working they're having fun and every now and then you just need a little cuddling with a kitty just to kind of pick you up a little bit and so we got we got tons of those and you know if a customer has to wait I mean, it's just way easier when they got a cat on their lap. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, I mean, so I guess for me, I, I guess I'm curious and maybe other people would be, would be curious as well as do those, do those cats wander through the shop? 
at the Northeast shop, they do. At this shop, we have only kept them up front. There's a little bit more space in the front area and it's kind of isolated better. I think possibly at some point we'll let them in the shop. I know some of the techs are missing the cats. We, we pulled some techs from Northeast and now they're at the Midway store and it's, I know they're missing them. It's just, it was nice when they, you know, after work, you're just all hanging out and you're hanging out, out back by the toolboxes. And, you know, at the Northeast store, you got, you got, you know, six dudes sitting in a circle and then you got one or two cats sitting on a stool in that circle, just hanging one of the guys. out. Yeah. One, one of, of the, the guys. guys. So, <laughs> yeah. You get to joke around with them, have fun with them, play a little laser pointer with them and, yeah, they're definitely they're definitely part of the crew. Now your cats, your cats all have very unique names. Can you talk about that? Yeah, yeah. So originally our first two cats, Bobby and Steve's, there was an auto shop called Bobby and Steve's. They have a lot of stores around here. And it was kind of a friendly knock on them. So <laughs> we started with that and we named our cats Bobby and Stevie, but Really, after that, uh, we started naming them after like employees that were kind of legendary and we missed if they moved around for any reason. And yeah, so we kind of get to, you know, keep the employees we missed around. And so they're all they're all human names and Charlie, Abel, Bruce, Steve, Brandon, uh, Sarah, Nancy, Clayton, <laughs> you know. All, all good employees. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> uh, so, so this one, this one's for you, Rachel. Uh, like to mm -hmm. just give us a walkthrough of your decor. Like your your shops are very well decorated. Uh, the colors, the spacing, uh, just the aesthetic. Uh, take us through. Pick a shop and take us through the decor and how you <laughs> kind of come to that conclusion that this shop's personality will look like this. Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, I think it unfolds naturally, although I'll pick Midway for this example. And I wish Kevin was here. Um, so Kevin McGrath is our marketing guy and he's been doing a lot of design and for us. And uh, he, he helped us come up with the outside decor, which is um, bright blue and pink. And then all of the garage doors are rainbow colors. And when you walk in, the floor is epoxy, but it's it's almost like galaxy. <laughs> like as you walk, the floor changes colors and it's the sparkly galaxy. And I'm going to say, you know, that was Tim. That was a, like, we had someone come in to do the floors and this guy had a great idea. And this is just Tim all the way. He's always like, yeah, let's do it. You know, <laughs> he just doesn't have any... Um, concerns you know when he likes something he just goes for it and it's worked out really well for us um and then you know we have a lot of artist friends in the community who we've had to murals for us paintings for us and yeah I guess I picked out the colors of the walls which are kind of like a mauve blue and yeah it's hard to explain I think we just we we really we really just do what we like <laughs> Yeah. And it shows, you know, we're not like, oh, what, what should an office look like? We pick out the colors that we enjoy, the ones we want to see every day, the ones we want to show up to and spend time in. So, yeah, yeah. doesn't look like a typical auto shop. No, it absolutely sure. doesn't. 
But you you said something, Tim, in the story where you said, you know, you kind of were the good boy until you learned the game. And then you said, oh, yeah, now it's all personality time. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I remember that point just being just saying I got I got to do what everybody's doing to fit in. And and once we got over that hoop and it was just like, now I can do whatever I want and yeah. it doesn't matter. <laughs> and and it, it's good to be at that point. And maybe we could have done that earlier, but we might've just looked weird. I don't know. We might've just, people might not have taken us seriously and who knows though. I don't know. A really good example of that is the business cards. I have like a, a box of old business cards, like some of the first ones Tim's got, you know, mm-hmm. and he was on Vistaprint and took the the template for the car repair shop, you know, and I pulled it out and I was like, look at this card. Like, it's just a, you know, first year of the business, gotta have a business card. I guess it's this, whatever. And now ours are like, cards of wood made from like actual wood and they smell like wood and we have funny things on them and you know it's us now but back then Tim was like just gotta have a business card you know just go with the the template and so so what do customers you know what do they think about the branding the look the feel of Turbo Tim's oh people (laughs) love it when they when they walk in here they're just they're just so blown away like what is this place like it's it's like (laughs) you know, we're selling auto repair. It's not very exciting, but when you come in here, it's like you're getting the cruise. You're just like uh, getting something exciting. You just get to see all the fancy pictures and all the nice decor. And yeah, it's, it's definitely a, it's definitely an experience. We sell cool t-shirts. Try to try to let that branding go out. But yeah, yeah. I saw the swag. That's uh, that's amazing. <laughs> so as a business is it worth the time what do you think as a shop owner is it cool to have your own swag or is it something that's a little more effort than it's worth sometimes uh it's definitely not a money maker i'll yeah. say that for sure but maybe it is because everyone i mean when people passionately want to get a shirt i mean that says something that says they really believe in your brand they believe who you are and they want to relate to you and they feel proud saying, Hey, I get my car serviced here. I'm cool. And yeah, uh, I think it, I think it shows that folks, like if they can take a t-shirt home and be like, Oh, I'm a turbo Tim's customer. You know, I go to turbo Tim's there's something about it that like pulls people together. There's kind of a sense of belonging. Oh yeah. Yeah. That Northeast shop or the new midway shop. Yeah. That's where I go to, or my friend goes or whatever. And they got cats, they got chickens, they got bees. (laughs) I got an amazing garden. Talk about some of those things. Yeah, I'd, I'd love to hear you kind of share how those things came about. The chickens, all of the eclectic things that you've got going on there that, yeah, are, that, I mean, are, that are all living things. If you're going to do it, do it at a place where people can see. Like, I love fish and aquariums. So, I mean, I could easily put it at my home. But really, I want every I want to share that with everybody. And I want everybody to enjoy it. And I want it to open up to people the possibilities of what it's like to have an amazing aquarium and and yeah let people see chickens and what chickens do and how easy it is to get eggs and yeah it's just it's all stuff that's just like you know I'm, I'm a person too and I got hobbies and it's, it's just fun to share them with people yeah I think it's kind of neat that you marry kind of your hobbies and your work and kind of put them all in one space together <laughs> yeah yep it definitely keeps people around more. I think like uh, even employees, like 
you know, it's just something different to do, something unique and just gives them a break throughout the day. I mean, techs, it's a hard job. You grind in the whole time. Service writers, it's a stressful job. You got to, you have some tough conversations you got to have. And, you know, it's, it's good to at least step away and it's only, you know, 10 feet away and you get to kind of have some peace and serenity for a little bit. Yeah. So let's, let's go front to back and either one of you guys can answer. We'll start with the front of shop, you know, like the service writers, you know, the, the customer service people. What are the values that you guys instill in them in terms of how to interface and deal with customers in terms of auto repair, just working with them on their inspections, any uncomfortable things that you have, they have to learn and teach with customers? I mean, trust is obviously a big one. Like we want folks to trust us, but I also, when we interview folks who want a position with us, um, it's really important for me to talk about that we trust our customers because everyone coming in has a specific experience with their car and whether or not that's like our experience of what's going on, they have an experience and we need to trust that what they're saying is what's truthfully how they've experienced what's going on. So it's like this mutual trust that we want to have with the customers and then that the customers have with us. I just think that's so important for a customer to feel heard and like um, whatever's going on with their car, whatever they've heard or felt or what they think is going on is listened to and written down. I just think that's super important. So trust is a, a important value of ours. Um, unity is really important as well. So like within the shop, we want to make sure that all of our employees are working well together. I mean, it's not always the case, but we do our best. Um, we work together as, as often as possible. You know, we've got two shifts in our Northeast shop and it's a really busy shop and people really, they're really working together there. You know, it's not a like who's getting the most commission off this ticket or who did the most here, there. It's like people will help out a customer if a service writer's not there because we, we believe that like as a whole, as we grow, everyone's going to do better. And then we also really, um, one of our values is, is care. You know, we care for our animals. We care for all the humans in our shop, all of the materials and equipment in our shop. Like everything um, should be treated with care. And that bleeds into our like paid time off policy, the way our liberal, you know, if people need a day off for mental health or whatever, it's really important to us that people are taking care of themselves and that we're caring also for, you know, the animals in our care and then, and then the vehicles, you know, that come through. So we want to make sure that all of our customers that walk away feel safe in their cars. Um, that's... The, the thing I was thinking of, and I don't know how I can put this in words, but uh, just, you know, if, if you want to work with us, that you have, it's a safe space to talk about things like it's hard in this world today. And so we have, we really try to be open about that. Like, Hey, I'm struggling with this. And we have like a, a group that a lot of us go to, like, it's a kind of a mental health group. Uh, and we try to have just a safe space for everybody to talk about things. I think that's important, especially it just, yeah. In today's world. Is that part of uh, the shop culture? front to back, like just making sure that people, their, their personal lives, their professional lives are taken care of? Yeah, I think so. I think, I think probably more than a lot of, sometimes more than maybe people are used to. Uh, mm -hmm. And so it kind of is a little bit of a different experience. Uh, and we kind of have to balance that because some people do want privacy, but uh, other people do need help and we're willing to 
talk with them and be open with them and try to find solutions that works for them. And that's part of, you know, if you need a day off, we can give you a day off. We make it easy. Uh, yeah. And just doing everything we can to care for everybody. All right. Then in terms of training with the, with the service writing team that you have, do you guys train them in-house? Do you send them out to train or is it a hybrid of those two? It's kind of a hybrid. Uh, we've, we've been using Trainual and we've kind of been getting that better and better as we go. Kind of someone told me you fill your Trainual with stuff you're putting fires, whatever you're fighting fires for, you, that's what you put in your Trainual first. And so I think that's kind of what we've been doing. And then, yeah, we, we have kind of a one service advisor trainer that we've been using for a while from Transformers and it's been good because he's they, he kind of has a whole list of things he teaches. And when he comes to our shop, we can kind of narrow it down to, you know, this is what we feel is important for our shop. And, and it's really good when you get all your service writers in on the same training because they're all just, they leave their gung ho where, you know, we go to vision and, you know, we can't take the whole shop. Maybe one day we will be. Uh, but you know, when you go to vision, you get your three service writers that are all gung ho. And so it's, it's great to have training come to your shop. And that was kind of a big part about this new shop was it was just going to have more space where we could have better place for training. And, and so let's look at the, I guess the technician side. So how are you, uh, helping those guys sharpen the saw in the back? You know, are you sending them out to a lot of training or you, you bring your training inside as well? Yeah, we've done some uh, training where we've brought some people in. We've been getting in more into locksmithing, and I have a close locksmith guy. That is just a secret world to break into uh, in the automotive side. But uh, so we've had a guy come in and do some training with us. You know, we've talked about doing training as the tech. I know other shops do it, and I really think we should do it, but we haven't done that yet. We've been going to, you know, Vision and uh we're going to SEMA this week or next week and any more unique things any more surprises I know you, you <laughs> mentioned in our preliminary that you uh have the affinity for cats and pizza do you guys do like a lot, a lot of pizza parties in the shop as well every or? Friday do you yep. really not pizza <laughs> but we do we do we decided you know we were doing just birthdays but I'll I'll admit last week we had a little bit of morale problem which was it's so hard for me to admit that because our shop has had such good morale for so many years and I think a little bit was you know we had we had some people stretched thin because we kind of split the crew uh then we had to rearrange people and and so it, it was hard and you know we talked to our techs and a lot of them enjoyed kind of having that pizza or whatever food on Friday so now we are we decided it was more important to do it. And so we're doing it. It, it is expensive when you're feeding <laughs> 20 something people, but it's worth it to have, you know, everybody come together and get to take a break and talk a little bit. Yeah. But do yeah. You guys, do you guys do a lot of regular team meetings or one-to-ones or? Yep. Yeah. On Tuesdays, we have a big group shop meeting at 11 and we made that consistent. And that has been, that's been really great. It was hard to get it. I don't think it was that hard. I probably thought it was going to be harder than what it was. But once we figured out a system, you know, of just a simple Google Doc and just throughout the week, we can just put notes of what we want to talk about it. It, re it just really made the meetings able to being everyone could engage in them. Yeah. So what's next for Turbo Tims? I know you uh, just opened a new shop. What's uh, what's on the horizon for you? <laughs> 
you know, I go back and forth if I want to open a third shop. And, you know, this week I kind of am in that mode. <laughs> but are you in the back or the fourth this week? In the what? Are you in the back or in the fourth? <laughs> what do you Meaning oh, that I, you're... <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm ready to do another one. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, so maybe we'll. I'll have to say, Tim may be ready, but everyone has to be ready. <laughs> <laughs> Tim, you're the visionary, huh? That, that your yeah. leadership personality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. very much so. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, absolutely. Well, guys, it was great talking with you this morning and talking turbo yeah. Tims and cats and eclectic things and fun stuff and art. Thanks, Chris. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You guys have a very neat shop. Keep it up. Yeah. Thank Thanks, you. Chris. All right. Take Thanks, guys. And that'll do it for us here today at Ratchet and Rich Radio. May the rest of your day be the best of your day. And we'll see you next week.